0: and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at @mashalava. And it is Saturday, so it is. I'm down in Florida right now, so I'm kind of getting this episode a little bit pre-recorded here, but it'll be dropping on Saturday. So hopefully, you guys enjoy that, and hopefully, it uh, it can be something that helps you out a little bit. But something that I've been thinking about a lot recently is inventory and how you keep track of inventory and stuff. And one of the best ways of trying to keep yourself organized, and and, and basically how how I think about uh, using inventory to better your reselling game, right? And so it's very it's very important. Obviously, we all have inventory. That's the whole that's the name of the game, right? You go buy things, you sell them on eBay, and you make money. And it's it's something that I think a lot of us we when you start out, you may go to a garage sale, you may go to a thrift store, and you buy something and Typically, stuff like that, vintage stuff, things that are uh, maybe, you know, something like a Nintendo DS or something like a a book or something, that stuff's probably not going to fluctuate too much in price or value over time because it's either older, so it's not going to really be reproduced, or there aren't a ton of people that are going, hey, I've gotten this exact Nintendo DS with this bundle, or maybe there's not too many people selling your book. You know, things fluctuate occasionally. Books go up in price near the time kids go back to school and stuff. But oftentimes you find, you know, clothing and stuff, it stays pretty similar to what it's priced at. But if you're going after a lot of sneakers or you're going after a lot of things that are just hyped up, reselling well, Some of the things that have been reselling just really well recently, if you've been going after that, maybe some retail arbitrage, especially online arbitrage, where there's a good chance that a lot of people know about it. You're not the only one. Uh, If you go on Amazon, maybe you see a ton of sellers on the listing, but you know you can make profit or we're not talking about like you you go on Amazon, you see like two sellers on the listing. You're like, wow, I can make a lot of money. Like you're not going to get undercut probably that way, but you see like 20, 30 sellers on the listing or you see a ton of people selling it on eBay. I'm talking about those kind of inventory uh, things that you have. That that kind of inventory is what I'm really aiming this podcast at. So anything else outside of that, you can kind of turn you can kind of turn me off, I guess, if you don't do that. But if you plan on ever doing retail arbitrage or even think about doing retail arbitrage or online arbitrage, I think this is pretty valuable. I think it would be something important to kind of keep an eye on. And so if you're going after and, and if you're going after hyped items, and I'm not talking about things that you find at well, I guess I am. As I guess I am talking about things you would find at Ross too. But if you're going after an item that a lot of people are going after, so let's say you go to Ross, you saw on Instagram that a lot of people find a a particular model of a Nike shoe at Ross. Let's say they are the the women's Nike shocks that were dropping at Ross, a bunch of places all over the country, and you saw maybe three people on Instagram find them. And you go, okay, well, I'm going to go to Ross because I think I'm going to find them. And you go to Ross, you find a pair too, right? Okay, so you find a pair and you realize that you can make. Let's say the price is fifty bucks. You realize that they're they're selling online for one hundred and thirty, and so you list them up at one hundred and thirty. And a couple of days go by, and you see that the price, the average price of the sale, has dropped down to one hundred and fifteen dollars. Um, that's something kind of like that I'm referring to right now, and so. Oftentimes in reselling, we will go through, if you're doing a lot of hyped or quick sellers or things like that, you'll see that items oftentimes will lose their value over time unless they're a good investment kind of shoe or something like that. So if you're going after something that's hyped up in a particular time, it's important to make sure that you are doing a little bit of updated comp research on those items and going through your inventory and looking and saying, here's what I have. This has been sitting for a while. This many has been sitting for a while. Maybe I sold X amount of these and they were selling really well and then they stopped selling and just kind of just went cold on me. Why, Why would that be? And it's important because there are so many factors when you're selling items that are in demand, that are quick sellers, that are hyped items. Those items, there's so many Factors that play into those, right? You have the fact that the item may not have been as limited as people originally thought. That's a factor, the stock numbers, right? You have the fact that there are other people that are selling the item, right? If you were the only seller, you price it at whatever you want, and somebody, if they wanted that item bad enough, would have to pay it because you'd be the only seller. So you're competing with other sellers, and oftentimes those other sellers are not as uh, determined to make as much money as you are, right? You may want to say, hey, I saw these going for $50 above what I. What I bought it at, I can make really good money on that. And then you take it home and three days later, it's only going for 25 above what you bought it at. And you're going, well, why? How could that be? Well, think about it. If somebody bought 30 of those, right? You bought 10 or maybe you bought two. Let's say you bought two. You bought two of item, whatever it is. I don't know what. Let's use a basketball for, for an example. You bought 10 basketballs. You see that they're selling for $50 above retail because they're limited edition or whatever. Somebody else buys 30 of them that person that bought 30 obviously has a lot more pressure on them to sell those basketballs because they do not have they they have a lot more capital put up at stake right and so they can make a lot more money because they have a lot more inventory but what they'll do is oftentimes they'll say well okay i could try and wait a few weeks or maybe even a couple months for this to sell at fifty dollars an item but i want to keep Things moving, I need to get this money back. This was hopefully just to make a really quick buck. And so, what they'll do is they'll say, I got 30 of these things. Why don't I just make 25, 30 bucks a ball? And I'll undercut everybody and I'll sell through them really, really fast. So I see that a lot of these sell on eBay every day. I'll just move them and get rid of them so quickly that you know I can make that quick buck, which is fine. That person does that, they make a lot of money. That you know, they bought 30 basketballs, they make 30 bucks a basketball, and they end up making 900 bucks. That's that's a very good payout, right. But now there's you. You were hoping to make a hundred bucks because you bought two basketballs, and now you see that that person has started selling their basketballs at thirty bucks profit instead of fifty, and you're going, "Well, now what?" Because now everybody else on eBay is seeing that they see that this person's selling through theirs rapidly. And they go, well, Well, now what? Now this person's selling through. People are buying from them. They're not buying from me and they drop their price down too. And so it's important to do constant comp research. Comp is in a comparison, an item comparison as to what the item is sold for previously. It's important to keep doing that throughout the remainder of the time you have the item. I keep track of whenever I need to return items because sometimes things don't work out, right? Sometimes you make a bad call and for those, hopefully the item is returnable. Now, there's often times where I go for items that are non-returnable and I still made a bad call and that's – that's what it is you know it is what it is and you take the loss or you you sell at a cost or whatever you have to do but you 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 get past that but most of the time you're buying items that are returnable you can get your money back and keep track of the return date and then just kind of see where things go But while you have the item, it's more important to make money than to not make money, right? And so for me, if you see that the comps are dipping and like everybody on eBay was once selling an item for $400 and it's now going for about $180, you need to be able to adjust your prices. Nobody's going to buy something for $400 just because two months ago, everybody was selling at $400. You know, if you listed your item two months ago and it's still at 400 but everybody else is selling at 180, you're not gonna make those sales. It's just not going to happen. You may find one person who somehow stumbles upon your listing and thinks that your listing is the only one on eBay and buys it. That has happened to me a few times, it's very rare. But what's more likely going to happen is that eBay's gonna say, what is this person doing, right? The algorithm kind of doesn't favor completely screwing buyers, right? And and it makes sense. eBay doesn't want buyers to feel regret whenever they make a purchase. They want them to keep coming back. And so they want to push up listings that make them the most money without pissing off buyers. And so that means that the person may be selling at 185, well, they have a little bit of a higher price, but that person has a higher rating on eBay because they've sold for a long time and they have a ton of sales and a ton of reviews. And so maybe eBay puts theirs at the top and their listing is just clean and they use good keywords and all that fine they get put at the top even though they're a higher price than the 180s or the 175s or whatever but yours is so absurdly high at 400 that nobody's going to pay that number one number two ebay doesn't want to push that on their buyers they want their buyers to be happy and they want them to make a quick purchase if the buyer sees that it's 400 and maybe they they'll go well geez oh man that's huge that's a that's a lot more than i expected to pay i'm gonna go check what amazon is and ebay doesn't want that because amazon gets the, the item to them in two days and ebay eBay usually doesn't, right? It's a little bit longer because we're dealing with so many different shipping services, and Amazon has their own things worked out with the shipping services, or they have their own shipping service that they use that's actually the Amazon, like those Amazon Prime vans and stuff you see driving around. So they can get the item a lot quicker to the customer. And so eBay doesn't want that. They don't want people going and checking their own comps and going, well, well what's this on Amazon? What's this on Walmart? What's this, you know, start bugging around because now they lost a sale. They lost a customer. So they want the customer to quickly make a purchase and make it as easy for them as possible. So one, you having your item priced up so high is not going to allow the customer to do that. And eBay is going to push your item down in the search results. And so you're not going to get that many views. And even if you do, people still aren't going to buy it. They see everything else is $180. Why would they buy yours for $400? There's nothing that much better if it's the same item as everybody else has. There's really nothing that much better. And so that's something that you have to keep researching and it's, it's painful sometimes. We don't like to keep doing, we like to do comps and be like one and done. Be like, okay, I saw that the average sale price of this is $100. I'm going to price it at around a hundred bucks and hopefully it sells around that or I get a good offer, right? And then you get a decent offer, you accept it or maybe somebody buys it at a full price. But that's for like thrift stores and stuff. For retail arbitrage and things, you need to be constantly watching and monitoring prices because that's something that can really affect your business. You don't want to have a ton of inventory just kind of stacked up there. You want to get this stuff out of your house quickly while getting the most profit that you can. And I think that so many people stress this importance of making your money, which is true, but I think all those people end up holding a lot more inventory than not and they end up with a lot more inventory than than money. And that's and, and there's there's some sellers that really know what they're doing and they they know how to hold and they know how to sell and stuff. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the people that are just like, well you should you should wait and get the most that you can. Well that's great that you wait it out until you get the most that you can until you're doing retail arbitrage, you never get anything because nobody's buying your item at the price you have it at. And so it's very important to remember that This is an ever-changing game both with the items that sell well and with the prices of those items. And so as more people get the item, the supply goes up, more hit eBay. You are not the only seller. You are not one of the only sellers. You're not one of 30 sellers. You're one of 300. And that really affects the pricing for eBay. Now, seller number 285 out of that item goes well gee I think if I'd price this down 10 bucks I can make money faster and they do that and then you see them selling out quicker and then you price yours down and it's a and if, it's like a spiral downwards right but eventually things kind of even out where the supply kind of equals the demand a lot of times but it may not be profitable at that point or it may be much less profitable than you would have thought originally and so it's just important to realize that it's important to keep checking the comps keep changing the prices on your inventory if you see them going up Change the comps to go up a little bit. Unless you want your money that badly that quickly, you can obviously change the comps to go up a little bit too. I'm just saying make sure you're aware of what you're selling and make sure you're aware of what its value is because that will bite you, number one, the most. That's one of the things I struggle with the most is trying to keep up with constant comp research. And so I'm working on a couple things for that. I'm working on a couple tools just to kind of make things a little bit easier for myself to be able to do comp research very quickly, very easily, and be able to just very quickly at a glance be able to kind of see what my items are doing and see which ones I need to price adjust but it's something that's very important it's something that took me months to learn where it should really only take you about a couple of weeks to really figure out how to do the comps and how to do that quickly and easily and so um, hopefully that can encourage you to keep up with the comps on your items and and keep up with learning about how items sell, which items will go up, which items will stay the same, and which items will go down in resale value. And hopefully that can kind of push you a little bit to uh, be a little bit more uh, aware of the item value because you don't want to have that drop out at a point where you can't sell the item and you have to take, I don't know, 30 basketballs back to Walmart, right? And so that's something you don't want to have happen. It's kind of One, they're going to wonder why you bought that many, and two, you can get flagged by them for being a reseller, which you don't want to happen, because then they'll ban you from the store or ban you from online, at least. I don't really know. I've just heard heard some stories about that happening. And so uh, just kind of keep that in mind and make sure that you are diligent, and you would have to buy—you would literally have to do the basketball thing, like— Probably like five or 10 times for them to get mad at you. But the point is, you don't want to do it, right? If you can, if you can make money on them, you want to make the money. You don't want to have to take it back. And so, um, that's really what I'm pushing right now. That's something that I've been pushing in my own reselling business. Something that is very important to me is just knowing what the items will value as, as much as I can. That way I can make educated decisions. I can make educated decisions on whether I want to rebuy more of the item or just sell out of what I have and keep my profit and just kind of move on to a new one. It's important. And so, checking the comps, doing your own kind of inventory research on your own inventory, your own comp research on your own inventory is pretty important a lot of times. And I think that you should do it, especially for retail and online arbitrage things, do it very, um, very often. So um, that's just what I've been thinking about, but hopefully that helps you out and hopefully that can help you make a little bit more money on your items. So with that being said, I'm going to go, but you guys have a good one and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.